Support for Waveform comes from Anthropic. So looking for an AI solution for a business, it might be time to check out the Claude 3 family from Anthropic, your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. So whether you're powering a customer chat experience or doing complex R&D or need advanced analysis, Anthropic can help provide you with frontier intelligence. So if you're looking for speed, power, or anything in between, the Claude 3 family offers AI models for a variety of tasks and budgets. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. What is up, people of the internet? Welcome back to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Marquez. And I'm Andrew. And this week, we've got a bunch of interesting mega company stuff to talk about. Fair. We have some metaverse mm-hmm. thoughts, and I've, I've, we have a video out on the metaverse now, and we can dive into the weeds on that. We can go into uh, some smartphone features that we might miss, a little bit of a game I hear. Mm-hmm. And then also, we're going to wrap it all up with everyone's favorite trivia, so be sure to wait till the end. But first... Can Elon turn Twitter into an S-tier social media platform? Is that, so I have like two things to talk about. Do you want to go straight off of your tweet on Twitter platform? I guess that's a, yeah, a good place okay, to start. Cool. So you tweeted, uh, was it last night? It was last night. I yeah. guess first we have to just mention, just in case you haven't heard, Elon has bought oh, Twitter. Good, useful background information. Yes. There's lots of social media platforms out there. Twitter, publicly held company, had a bunch of leadership. Elon Musk swoops in, buys Twitter. I, I don't know if it would, he swooped multiple, uh, it's very confusing. There's yeah. a reason we haven't really covered it because it's, it's been all over the place. Complicated, yeah. Um, yeah, there would be days where we would think about talking about it and then we didn't and then the next day everything changed so it's yep. it's hard. Even some of the stuff today, we're recording on Tuesday, what we say today might not be true on Friday. There's a pretty good chance that this episode comes out and there's something else that happened. Imagine Elon's not even the owner by Friday. <laughs> it wouldn't be surprised. As of this recording, he walked in with a sink and said, let that sink in. And I think we're just going to go ahead and say he's he's in. He's in. He's, I, so he's in. He's doing the... things. Uh, but really, <laughs> yeah. my question. So I tweeted uh, last night. YouTube is, maybe it's a hot take. I don't know if it's a hot take. I didn't actually think it was that hot of a take, but it got some reactions. It's... YouTube is still the only S-tier social media platform. I don't think it's a hot take. We've talked about it before, and we mm-hmm. agreed. I think the reason it felt like a hot take there is because you posted it on Twitter, which and then like when Twitter. you post it on a site, that That's site true. will probably defend it. Mm-hmm. And if I posted so. it on Instagram, I'm pretty sure Instagram fans would have said, hey, this is not so bad out here. No one would have seen it because there would have been 40 suggested posts before yeah. it, and no one would have They would have left the stories because reels and instant <laughs> ads would have gotten in the way. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll just explain why I said it, which is like, obviously, I've been making YouTube videos for a long time. There's a bunch of different perspectives that that make a, a platform or a social media site S tier for me. It has to be from the viewer platform. There's lots of content. It has to be from the creator side. 
lots of tools, lots of advertising revenue opportunities and things like that. And they all sort of merge together into like a place that people actually enjoy spending time and using yeah. it. Uh, Twitter's pretty good, but like m much fewer people use it and it doesn't have nearly as many good useful tools, especially if you're trying to build a business on it. That's one of the things I consider important for a social media platform. Facebook, we all know about that. Meta's creation used to be very highly thought of and now is sort of a, a back. I mean, this is people my age would say. Yeah. It's a, a background account you don't delete because you still only know certain people through what they post on Facebook. Exactly. Like family members and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's Instagram. We know what that is. There's TikTok. We know what that is. There's Snapchat. Maybe a little underrated. But we know what that is and what it was. Be real. Have you used Be real? We've um we've used it in the office before, but it was months and months ago, so it was very buggy. It seems like it's fixed some of it, and part of me wants to start with some of the people in the office again. Okay. Um, I do know people that use it. I do think it's an. I, I've said before. I actually think it's a really good idea. It feels like the what Beam could have been. Right. Um, I. I actually think it's really cool. But again, I, I think Instagram or TikTok or someone have already tried to steal TikToks, it and they're going to steal it. TikTok's and giving me notifications already. Exactly. To start posting if I were B-Real, be real, I would get acquired right now so they don't turn into like Clubhouse, which was should have gotten acquired, but they didn't. And yeah. now who that's cares? The, that's the argument. Remember that question, that age-old question? Is it a feature or a platform? Clubhouse, yeah. turns out it's a feature. It was a feature. It's just built sure. into seven other things now. Yep. Um, but I don't want to stray too, too far away from here because okay. I kind of wanted to focus this on Twitter. And while we don't, first of all, what tier would you put Twitter in if YouTube's S tier? Good question. Current Twitter. Current Twitter is C tier. Okay. I hard agree with you on that yep. one. Middle, um, middle. I would love Pretty to mid. disagree, but I, I think we're both kind of on the same page here. And I think let's say some hypotheticals of what we think could make Twitter S tier. Yeah, so like Elon Elon being a part of it now has a lot of people hoping things are going to change with it. Yes. Keep in mind, it's still a public company, still has to like try to run as a business and make decisions that float it as a company and maybe make money someday. Yeah. So that's still going to have to happen in the background. But yeah, I think one of the things we hope to see more is... Well, I'm going to say more features just as like a blanket thing. Like it's Twitter has started a super simple. You, you would just text it and it would post for you and yeah. it had to be 140 characters or less. Now there's photos, now there's videos, now there's polls and all sorts of things. And obviously you can follow people. Maybe maybe there's more features to Twitter. Maybe that, that sort of work in the Twitter sphere. Mm -hmm. um, trending topics and, and, and being a video platform can evolve. Like we have Instagram Reels, TikTok, YouTube Shorts, and Twitter is just kind of like you can upload videos, yeah. And if you find like you follow people who upload yeah. videos, and that's the only way you'll see videos, but maybe they can surface videos more than just trending topics. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, that's sort of the base stuff that comes out of my head. Quick side note: Twitter's a private company now. Not are, they, it's are they still yeah. trading? Yeah, Elon bought them, and it's still trading on the. Is it actually? It was taken off Thursday, I believe. Okay. I'll, I'll double check, but I'm again, pretty sure it's a private. Either way, Tuesday, it doesn't matter. They got to we'll make money. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. They're, they, and and we're saying they have to make money knowing that Elon has already tweeted, like, Twitter's, I'm not buying this to make money. Like, sure, he can say that as many times as he wants. Ultimately, even if he doesn't want to, like, make record profits with it, in order to keep it alive, it has to make money. And that's something we'll talk about in a couple minutes because there's a few other things he said that we want to talk about. But right now, if we're talking about what Twitter could do better, um, 
I, I like your idea of features. And when I think of videos, like I wouldn't want it to go straight into like reels and like, you know, uh, swiping through a million videos at yeah. a time. But I, it would be really cool if somehow like popular tweets that you were looking at that had a lot of engagement or even popular videos that were in those tweets had some sort of like, I could see suggested videos that are similar to it of other tweets that are on the platform, That's being it. able to very quickly go into other sides of the platform to see what other people are thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's like an old YouTube thing. Like, yeah. you finish a video and more video suggestions Recommended, pop up, yeah. related videos. That's a super obvious one. Um, and also, what was I, I was just about to say something. Oh, spam. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. There's like so much of a, there's obviously a spam problem and maybe we'll talk about the verification thing in a second, but the uh, the problem of like a popular user tweeting and then a bunch of impersonating accounts also swooping into the replies and, sure. and scamming people, that would be nice if it was less rampant. YouTube's had to deal with this too. They've done a really good job. Lately. Like it took really, them a little while. It, it took, took some poking. While. It took enough of like YouTuber creators speaking up about it. I made a video just about comment spam, mm -hmm. but as of today, it's much better than it was. So yeah. they eventually got around to figuring it out and they continue to evolve because, you know, spammers don't just sit still. They're going to try to figure out better ways to get around it. Exactly. So, you know, there's something to that. Yeah. But I would, I would say real quick, one more, like ultimately, and this is something that's not going, uh, I don't know how they're going to solve it, but the, I think the biggest issue with Twitter is just it is seemingly one of the smaller social media sites in terms of active users, and it has to grow somehow. It's really weird. It is true that it has a small user base of people relative to the other giants. Yeah. Like if you compare it to YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, whatever, Instagram. Mm -hmm. But it seems like everyone important is already on it. I think that's that makes sense. The thing is it almost feels to me, like the people who are on it are people trying to follow other people that they are either uh, like fans of or want news from or like, like, so I'm on it because the tech space right now, I like to follow everyone in tech, but then we're also making sure I'm following a lot of publishing things like The Verge and all the other tech blogs. And it feels like I'm trying to like, just keep tabs on different people, influencers, like large creators, conversations pretty much or what they're thinking it's a, and not it's like a personal thing almost right but less like people you know in real life but I, there is very few people i know in real life that i'm conversing yeah. with there it's generally because those people i have those are facebook those are instagram stuff like that like normally i would say that that's how you get more people to get onto a platform is you need to get more of the like big publishers and like interesting people to join so that it yeah. makes regular people want to join but it seems like instead of like maybe Facebook, for example, let's say all your friends are on it, but you don't really care about following the New York Times on Facebook. If you think of like any publisher, they have a Twitter and they tweet all their stuff. That's what I like. And if you think of any, almost any celebrity or politician yep. specifically, they all have a Twitter and they all tweet stuff. And then regular people quote those tweets and share those tweets and those tweets become news and like when an earthquake strikes somewhere the first place i find out about it is like boom seven new tweets showed up at the top of my timeline they're all people from the same area that felt the earthquake like that's how breaking news happens usually in my world so i'm like a lot of people use twitter but it still is it has this like this outsized relevance relative to its Rel actual yeah. like amount of people using it yeah i mean we also like in our space Twitter's super popular in the tech world, just yeah. like, and the creator world as well in general, or 
maybe not even in the creator world as much. There are a lot of people that I follow that aren't in tech that don't have Twitters, which is kind of crazy to me. But I do, like you said, the kind of like live, super fast-paced updates is what I like about Twitter. And I think that is better for people who are kind of like enthusiasts. Like say you're a New York Times reader. If you just read it every once in a while, maybe you're not on Twitter. But if you read it and have... Uh, journalists on the New York Times that you really like, you're probably on Twitter so you can follow that author and then see their random other thoughts and stuff like that because you generally think, mm. I like this person's articles. I like their point of view. I would like to see what else they're, they enjoy. Maybe some live tweets of, I mean, like there's people who are live tweeting court cases and stuff like that. You might be interested. There's people who are live tweeting uh, weather events and, and yeah. such like that. Live it's, tweeting tech events. Live tweet is awesome. Like yeah. that's what I like, but I think it caters way more to the enthusiast, whereas Instagram's way more just like on a personal level. Yeah. I, a tech live event is an interesting thing too. Cause like an Apple event, let's say happens. Some people I will see will be live sharing things that happen on their Instagram stories they're not posting to the feed every two seconds when mm -hmm. a new thing gets announced, but they're posting a new story every you know little bit. And that's one way of doing it. A lot of other people that I also see are just like, especially me, when there's like a bunch of announcements and things that are coming out at once, I'm just live tweeting the things that get unveiled. And that's another way to do it. That happens a lot. And then there's like just following a live blog. And I wonder what is the most mass consumer way and what's the nerdiest way on that spectrum? I figure the live blog is actually the nerdiest way, but maybe Twitter live it's tweets weird. are the nerdiest I, way. I think live blog is like the most chronological way of doing it because Twitter then, like when mm. you are live tweeting an Apple event, if like the Apple Watch Ultra comes out and then 20 minutes later, I don't know, maybe they just announce the, the regular iPhone 14, like the Ultra thing is going to be on chronologically above it because it's going to get so much more engagement. But that engagement and the conversation that happens is probably not happening in a live blog. And I kind of think the nerdier enthusiast people like to have those conversations underneath yeah. it, which is why I love Twitter so much. Yeah, a tweet shows up and then right underneath it is all of people's public reactions to it, comments yep. to it, replies, quote tweets, people getting ratioed left and right. All of it's mm. happening right there in front of you and you can just choose to just jump in anywhere and just engage with it. Yep. Other than if it was an Instagram story, you wouldn't see any of that. You would just see the image and then click, exactly. click, 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 and move on. If it was a live blog, you would just see the post, click, 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 move on. It, so, yeah, having the, I mean, I guess you could post on Facebook and have comments, but. I, I would say Twitter in terms of like, but Twitter has a better in, uh, conversation engagement platform, if that makes any sense, but compared to like YouTube and Instagram is the worst to attempt to like see an actual conversation happen rough. in the comments. It, it is basically rough. is impossible. Well, you can't even have a conversation. You, you can, can reply have a, you can to reply other... to a comment, and that's kind of it. And, and it's a total mess. Chaos. Same with TikTok. It's like Twitter at least has some form of threading, and I think like Twitter is like the faster paced Reddit, and maybe like slightly slower Discord if you can't physically be like at your computer just like straight up typing in a live chat. Yeah, um, which I think is the best part about Twitter ultimately yeah. is being able to have some of those conversations. All right, so a rumor, I guess, has come up that's kind of been confirmed maybe that, or at least replied to, yeah. that maybe one of the ways Twitter will try to make money is they will start charging people for Twitter verification. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know about all the details of this. I assume you can't just hand them 20 bucks and get a blue check. That wouldn't make that's any sense. That's what I want to talk about. I believe you will have to complete the verification process and also pay. 
which there's a bunch of verified users on Twitter. It's not enough to like turn a profit, but it is some money, which is interesting. Uh, would you pay for Twitter verification? Uh-huh. Well, uh, to just, first, let me quickly go over like how we got to this point, okay. like what was happening on Twitter to so we can discuss what is a rumor and what we're like speculating. Okay, on. yeah. So essentially, I believe it was Casey Newton reported that Twitter was going to start was thinking of the idea of charging people $20 a month to be verified. So that report comes out, lots of conversation happens. And the reason I think we can think that this is correct knowledge is because, first of all, there was a poll that someone said, how much would you pay to be uh, verified and have a blue check mark on Twitter? $5 a month, $10 a month, 15 or wouldn't pay. 80% of people said wouldn't pay, and then Elon responded, interesting. Um, probably not the numbers he wants to but see. But that's also those That's a million votes, too. That means most of those people aren't verified, and of course they very good pay. chance for sure. Yeah. That yeah. Um, and then after that, somebody else was complaining about paying twenty. I think it was Stephen King, the author, was talking about paying not paying twenty dollars <laughs> a month. So Twitter. Okay, and yeah. then Elon responded, um, uh, "We have to make money somehow." Which again, for everyone way back there who may have said like Elon doesn't care about money, like they have to make money somehow. He literally said it on Twitter. Um, he said, how about $8 a month? And then explains that after that, he replied again um, along the lines of negotiating in the comments, basically negotiating so in the weird. comments of a Stephen King tweet. They're just going to keep uh, bargaining you down. They're never going to stop. They all said zero, by the way. Yeah, so. By, so that's, that's why we're at this, like pretty confirmed that this was at least talked about and, high up enough that elon's thinking about it so mm-hmm. i think it's a reasonable thing to think might happen now like you said we don't know is that going to be i pay 20 dollars a month i get a blue check mark is that going to be i'm verified already uh-huh. i pay 20 dollars a month how do people get verified after that yeah all of that stuff is is kind of up in the air and we're definitely speculating on but first of all I can't say this. Uh, you asked me, would I pay $20? I'm not verified. So I could say no, and but it doesn't really matter right, right, at right. all, right? Because I, I think as a as a person that's verified and uses the verified features and appreciates the verified tab where like you can see other verified notifications mm-hmm. as a like, subset of your notifications, uh, and also as someone who gets impersonated quite a bit on the internet, I would pay a lot more than $20 a month to make sure I'm the only MKBHD verified on Twitter. I don't want other people to be able to be verified on Twitter as MKBHD or as Marquez Brownlee. I, I, I would pay. $20 a month is more than Netflix. It's more it than... Is. It's so, so much more than so many other things that offer so much more than that. That's the thing. So we keep saying like there's all these things, there's all these people on Twitter, but there's also all these organizations on Twitter. How much would the New York Times pay cool. to be I, verified? I would be super down to make organizations pay for a blue check mark. Sure, but my, then you have to like distinguish my are issue? we an organization? Is MKBHD an organization? Is uh, a small publisher I, with I think your Twitter is not an organization. If we the made studio. it into an organization, organization yeah like the the studio studio would pay more than me because it's an organization here's the thing there are journalists out there who are not making enough money that should be verified that are that are accurate representations of of media that should be verified and asking 20 dollars a month is ridiculous they should have whoever they're a journalist for pay there are plenty of news and i think there are way too many like independent media organizations that they are barely surviving and 20 dollars a month is like is pretty brutal for verification on twitter i think it's i just don't agree with it at all i think there are places where maybe it should be paid for 
maybe big organizations, but again, you have to draw the line, which makes it so much more complicated. And yeah, that's hard. It's you just can't like I know it. I know people like Isaac has started his whole thing with Tangle, and and he was verified due to being a journalist before. But mm. when he decided to take that leap and like go make his own website so he could do like independent try like news journalism asking him to immediately start paying $20 a month is it's rough yeah it depends on what you're paying for already I think there's a lot of things that you like you have to weigh it against like does being verified get you anything or is it worth anything to you at that point or if you're just getting started maybe you don't have being verified on your priorities but when you start to grow then you get impersonated more and then you start to think I do actually want to be verified and have to go through the process now that's it's like tough. a question. It's definitely a question. What does verification matter? Um, I mean, like, I'm not verified. I don't care that much. Uh, sure, I would love it. Sure. At this point, I just want it before. It, if they make you pay $20, so then I can not pay for it and say, hell yeah, I didn't pay <laughs> for it. Grandfathered in. Yeah. Exactly. No, yeah, they're definitely not going to grandfather us. I, I don't think so. Um, I don't know. It's It's a tricky situation. But also, on top of all of this, I just want to throw out there that one of the things Elon has mentioned multiple, multiple times is that he wants to authenticate all humans on Twitter, which if that were to happen, why does verification matter at all? Authenticate all humans on Twitter. So just make sure everyone that has an account and is a human has to prove they're human. I know where you're going with this already, but in terms of just verification right now, what like would that ultimately null it out? Like, why do I need to be verified if Elon is already verifying me as a human by being on Twitter? Oh, just by being on Twitter at all? You can't be on Twitter if you're not a verified human. I guess he's it, the one who said, "I'll find the exact." Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, if you're a if you're the owner of Twitter, you would like to make sure that there's no bots on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You'd like to make sure yes, that there's no spammers. Very people making tons of accounts that go around and and spam comments, replies, impersonating people. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want that to happen on Twitter. So those those accounts should not have a verified check mark, but also yeah, those accounts should not exist in a dream world. But I guess that's two different levels of security. Like number one, if you have the verified check, you're definitely a human, and then if you don't have the verified check, you might be a human. And we're working on getting rid of the ones that aren't humans. <laughs> I guess that's the, that's the tiers. Yeah, it's yeah, spam accounts, people, and then definitely people or brands, whoever <laughs> else verified. I don't know. Do you think that your Twitter account is going to get plugged into the sort of Tesla sphere of things in the same way that if you have a Prime account, you can use it when you check out at Whole Foods? I I think that there's a, an inevitable crossover. Yeah. So there's been some sort of visions of the the future of what a Twitter account might be, which might be more than just a Twitter account. It could be an account that's connected to, you know, other services you use to your bank, to your groceries. I don't know. There's big companies that do things like that. Um, that would be one way to get a lot more people to use Twitter if there's real utility to having a Twitter account. But it's I don't something know if- Elon's mentioned before. I forget. I want to say it was an interview with, oh man, what's that one Tesla blog? <laughs> Not Teslarati. Why oh, can't I think? I don't know. He's had an interview and he said, he essentially is like, we don't have a WeChat in the US. WeChat runs everything in China. Yeah, like that's also I would like to do something. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm I'm throwing uh, maybe not an exact but like quote, but very similar. So, but but similar to what you're talking about is it would turn Twitter into something with far more features and an everyday life kind of thing. And um, 
you trust me what you thought is exactly what I mean, I that's, thought that okay so so that idea but not run by the government if it's actually good is something that people would pay for theoretically if it's actually a useful commodity account i think paying for it it would oh man we're really in the like weeds. people pay i love it but it's youtube premium is what 14 bucks a month or something like that just to have access to the content. Netflix is 13 bucks a month just to yeah. have access to the content. Hulu well, is whatever it is. Twitter blue. YouTube's not access to content. It's like ad-free access right, right, to right. content. Access yeah, yeah. to ad-free content. Mm-hmm. But there's a little tiny bit of premium content or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the idea would be to build up as much interesting, useful features on Twitter as possible that you could actually get people to want to pay for. And I think that's a much better way of going for making money than... Yeah. Um, I think a regular verification process. The thing verification should be uh I don't know if I necessarily want to use the term trustworthy news sources, but like news sources that could potentially be uh duped and like making sure that you're following the correct person in those sources. And it doesn't always have to be news, but just like, you know, somebody that somebody would want to follow, making sure they're the correct person. Yeah. I guess I always thought like verification for me was always just about being impersonated. That was always I mean, the, like, number one that's thing. pretty much what we're... Uh, that's why I don't want to use the term trustworthy because yeah. there, there are plenty of people who are... Yeah, there's uh, plenty and there's, of morons that, you, that can be verified. <laughs> like, your word's not mine. You're verified. It's You're you are definitely exactly. that moron. You're the only one that can say you're yes. that guy. But now, uh, as I, long as there's not a bot moron trying to scam exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. I'm the real moron, <laughs> not the bot moron. No, I think I my, uh, my rule number one on the internet, as I've always come back to saying, is... Don't charge people for something that was previously free. Mm-hmm. So if you're Elon and you're listening to this, coming up with new things to add value to Twitter and having people pay for those will be much better accepted than trying to go, hey, that verification thing that we've already been running for free, yeah, we're going to make people pay for yep. that now. That's the general for sure. rule number one. That I'll totally me. agree with. I, I actually think editing tweets in Twitter Blue is like one of the better things they've done recently yep. because I do think if you want to talk about things verified users could use, why make them pay for the verification? Why not give them a bunch of really great tools yeah. that they can just pay for monthly? I think it's basically their hack of going like, ah, we don't really know anything that we could guarantee a lot of people to pay for, but we know we already have a lot of people enjoying being verified. And they're just trying to yeah. like loop that well, into the thing that people pay for. I still don't think they'll do it, but that part is what scares me about it not confirming that it can't just be like i'll pay 20 dollars a month give me that blue check mark yeah because if they just want to make money immediately which i don't think that's the course they're just going ruin the plot everyone is verified on Twitter. it would literally be the exact opposite of fixing spam bots it would just imagine how many fake elon musks there could be yeah, and they're all verified because yep. they'll have 20 bucks a month to spend on scamming people so again i don't think that will be it but i'm worried about if it's a money play that would be the fastest way to make money yeah, and that usually, usually the fastest way to make money is not the best exactly. way to make money. Can I put in my two cents here? No. Yeah. One, I, I love Twitter bots. <laughs> you love okay, okay. Twitter bots. There are some uh, very useful, fantastic bots. Oh, no, yeah, no, I thought no, this yeah. was going to be a hot take about <laughs> so, Twitter spam. Oh, no, no, spam sucks. Yeah, yeah. But so there, there are some, some genuinely really... useful bots. I agree. So if he gets rid of all bots, that's a problem. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a good point. Yeah, being only people on Twitter is not twitter there are lots of things on twitter that are not people that are really cool parts of that's what i thought you were going to go to before when i said i know Mm. where you're going with this Mm. um yeah the authenticating part also means there are a lot of really fun uh, whatever accounts business accounts parody accounts just helpful twitter bots that can point you in the right direction to something like it's part of twitter it's part of twitter you're literally killing part of twitter yeah and the other thing is with super apps you think people will actually use a twitter app that has everything built in 
I feel like Instagram tried, and we all complained about how much crap is in Instagram. That is a whole different subject. I think it is going to be very hard to do here in the U.S. Because, like, like you said, no one wants it to be government run, but making it government run is what would force everyone. Would you to rather use it be government run or run by one guy? I'd rather neither. <laughs> I'd rather that's the choice. I guess ditch all my credit cards and pay in cash again, which I hate doing. It's already rough enough being like, I use an Android phone. And wow, all these Google services work so well together. And oops, my life is now completely in Gmail, Google Calendar, and all these other services that one company runs. Uh, having a super app run by one company that also one guy who's a little rogue sometimes could really mess up. <laughs> that was the nicest way of putting that. Not, not the best <laughs> no, feeling. No, it would be terrible. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a tough one. Uh, I guess we'll leave it at that. Don't charge Don't charge for things that were previously free. That's probably... And also, Marquez will pay upwards of $500 a month for Twitter This is true. I wasn't going to say it, but now that it's out there, yeah, I would pay an <laughs> well, Yeah, what's your number? What's your upper limit? Of like, what is it worth pay? to you? Are you asking just for verification? Yeah, just verification. Verification, it wouldn't be very high, but like just to have my Twitter account and use it, it would be very high. What would you think of a a one-time price? <laughs> this is bad. Okay. <laughs> Twenty dollars a month. Verified? Twenty dollars a month is ridiculous. To I just be verified? Can't, yeah, I think that's. Crazy. I think you have to taste it first. Yeah, I think that's actually pretty worth it. I don't think so. Well, maybe maybe a tiered it, version, of, and like depending on how many followers you have, make it yeah, more expensive. It's like but it's crazy to ask a a, a journalist with two thousand followers, but two thousand very loyal followers who really care about that. And the that, question is, does that person even need to be verified? I think there's always people are, who could cause harm in the comments. Uh, impersonating them. Yeah, that's always going to be possible. Yeah. I guess my notifications are so chaotic that I do need that filter. For sure. I don't. It is my barometer. So I would pay personally. I would pay a hundred bucks a month easily. God. Okay. To keep Cut the filter. To keep the filter. And I'm the not filter. advocating for that to be the price. He's doing. I'm saying that's what I he's would pay. Doing it for all of you out there so you don't get scammed in our comments. That's what he really cares yes. about. There it's... are real accounts impersonating me in the comments every day. That's my. I don't know what that noise was. <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. That's my, uh, that's kind of it. That's, that's where, that's where we're at on Tuesday. Who knows where it'll be by <laughs> this, the time this I comes can't out. wait till this <laughs> ramble is just completely null and void by the time this There's releases a whole, on like, Friday. PDF yeah. of new rules on Twitter by the time this comes out. That's, they uh, pay you $20 a month to be verified. Perfect. That's what, that's okay. actually ideal. Let's have it. Now I want have to be it verified. Yeah. yeah. It's great. All right. Let's take a quick break. But before that, let's do trivia. Okay, trivia question number one. Who are the top three most followed accounts on Twitter? One point per person. On Twitter, man. On Twitter specifically. We recently did this with Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. And I remember some of those. And it's so much different on Twitter. Is it, do you think? I think so. I don't know. This is like yeah does kylie jenner even have a twitter yeah for sure does she actually there's so many of them who don't or it's weird to see someone on instagram with like 60 million followers and then you go on twitter and they have like a thousand you know i think there's people who you don't think of as a twitter person but you'll check and they have a twitter like yeah. I'm kylie sure, jenner does have a twitter how many, i'm sure how many followers 25 million followers or something 40.3 million yeah oh, like geez. something okay. crazy. but she's not a twitter person but she's sweet crazy. once in a while she's the instagram anyway yeah i'll I'll brainstorm. Also, just saying, um, no producer cam, but producer cam is ordered. It's happening. It's a future thing. Let us like You'll walk, be able to see the stroll sinister, into it soon. The look in their eyes when they read the questions to us and oh, know God. 
how we struggle with these. Yeah. Anyway. They dress up really nice as producers too. So like yeah, they're both in full too. tuxes, like they usually. Oh yeah, are all the time. Every week, you'll be able to see the tuxes when we get the when we get the cut. Again. Cut. Can we hire actors to play <laughs> us with helmets on and they just mouth into the microphone? We just have metaverse avatars. Oh wow, that's a good segue. We'll be right back. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Support for the show comes from Anthropic. Companies of all sizes are exploring use cases for AI and finding that it's not a one-size-fits-all game. It's all about finding the right balance between speed and intelligence. Like if you're powering a customer chat experience, you need instant speed at low cost. If you're doing complex R&D or advanced analysis, you need frontier intelligence. Claude 3 from Anthropic offers AI models for a variety of tasks and budgets. Claude 3 Opus is their largest and most powerful model that can handle complex tasks and analysis. Sonnet strikes the balance between information and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and most cost-effective model that can execute lightweight actions fast. Anthropic is dedicated to building AI systems that are reliable, interpretable, and steerable. Their multidisciplinary team of researchers, engineers, policy experts, and business leaders designed Claude to elevate the field of generative AI. See for yourself. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. All right, welcome back. So uh, who cares about the metaverse? Yes, a video you just posted on the main channel. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting question. Lots of things talked about, but I thought we'd dive a little deeper. I'll throw some of my thoughts out there. Please. Um, I think just the metaverse is is a super interesting area that obviously everyone's talking about, and like I'm already getting nice. scared yeah, of talking nice. about it. Well, here's the thing. I also want to um, preface all of this with just like saying that while VR has been getting very popular, I think we can all agree that like the crypto NFT section of the world kind of took over the metaverse for a little while. And I don't think that that's, they have to be together. They're mutual, they're exclusive to one another. Like, so I want to talk about the metaverse that is not including crypto and NFT stuff. Cause I think it's given it sure. of, in that sense, I think people are like, screw the metaverse yeah, i hate looped. everything about it they get looped together it's like the web three it's web. yeah i and together. i don't love i i get why people don't like that um yeah. and i want to just talk about like the metaverse is in like a, a a separate universe that's digital that we can be a part of through different factors of ar vr whatever is happening mm-hmm. um, yeah we, this video by the way was in the works for like over a month and it had a bunch of different way over a month. Yeah, way over a month. But we we had a bunch of different ideas of like how to approach because I have we never we haven't talked about the metaverse in a video. Yeah. And it's it became this like swelling topic of like it keeps getting talked about. There's more Facebook presentations, there's more VR, we're gonna get more headsets. And maybe the question is just like, 
what is the metaverse? Exactly. And the more we researched this, the harder and harder it was to answer the question because there are several metaverses by several companies. Maybe it's Decentraland and there's like 300 daily active users in this one and there's 400 daily active users in this one and there's like the Facebook concept <laughs> of the metaverse and then there's Horizon Workplaces and then there's like just VR. What are we even talking about? Uh, like it's it got really hard to 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 filter it into one video. But eventually, I mean, we did get to play with the headset, the new one, before we saw the presentation. Mm -hmm. So we got to form our opinions about it. We hear the price. We get the demos. And then it starts to crystallize a little bit. And we're like, actually, this is more just about, like, one company sort of trying to steer their future into being a platform instead of being built on another platform. Kind of like we saw, you know, Ask App Not to Track from Apple and yeah. a whole bunch of Facebook's ad business taking hits. So, like, they're they're looking forward, pivoting the ship and barreling headfirst towards metaverse stuff. I do also want to, like, that's the main thing we're seeing, though, but, like, metaverse, the, the metaverse in general isn't all Facebook and meta just because they they name themselves the very public, opportunely. Yeah. But, like, but, like, there are plenty of other situations. Like, Vive has its own. Like, there's something called VR Chat. years and years ago that you could argue is yeah. a metaverse that's way before Facebook even changed their name. So while that's the main thing, but it's also another thing, if you are Facebook, bad reputation right off the bat. Like, yeah. rightfully so. I, I totally understand it. So all of these things are being seen very negatively at first, and, and I understand it. And as coming from someone who kind of thinks the metaverse is pretty stupid right now i so what so what is the metaverse andrew and why is it it's just like a, a digital the easiest way is it's like a digital space that can be accessed and you can have so experiences Twitter? in it oh man this is how the video exactly yeah, yeah this was like this was what months and what months is ago. a metaverse okay it's a it's a universe that's digital oh well i guess i guess that kind of is like anything right like twitter uh, is a metaverse it's, it's so we're weird. like oh it's a it's a it's a virtual experience probably that happens in vr that lives separate from the real world i, I agree okay. with you i think it has to be like vr based or ar based like i think you need to be like because then is minecraft exactly. the metaverse is world of warcraft the metaverse exactly. and like you could probably argue yes decentraland you don't need it you can go live it like second life stuff like that mm -hmm. It is all very confusing. Yeah. Uh, the, There's I think, not a lot of actual definitions and hard lines <laughs> in the sand, which is why that ended up not being the the direction of the video. It was trying to define the metaverse. Yeah, just the dictionary for it is, oh, is it? Okay. virtual reality space which users can interact with a computer-generated environment and other users. Sure. There we go. That's the You're in a basic space in definition. VR with other people. But metaverse. I do think we should focus on kind of what Meta's vision is because I think that's the most common one right now. And as much as I don't like it, I understand why things are going there. And I do agree that position in the future makes sense. Yeah. Um, I do think uh, having more human-like interactions in positions where you can't physically be with each other, I think is most people would agree makes total sense. Yep. Right. And not only that, like we can all also agree that a video calling experience like Zoom or FaceTime or Teams or whatever, there is a disconnect there. Like it does not. It, it's great, but mm -hmm. 
but it just doesn't quite feel there. And I mean, Apple and Microsoft have been working on things for years to try and help with eye contact and better lighting and center stage and making it feel more personal, but it just always has this kind of disconnect. Mm -hmm. So being able to put on some sort of goggles and to feel like you're transported somewhere with maybe family who lives across the country or maybe friends who are in another country, like totally different times, whether that's meetings for business and stuff, I think totally makes sense. I think the position we are in now is very hard to convey that to people because it's this wild jump that you have to make to yeah. get to that. And we're nowhere close to it. That's, that is the main point I think mm -hmm. is the idea is actually it makes perfect sense yeah it's like if you can build these experiences that are much more realistic feeling and much more connective in their engagement than like a flat face on a screen or a yep. bunch of squares in a zoom call then it's theoretically better but when you try these experiences now you're wearing this big plastic headset on your face and it's uncomfortable and the graphics aren't that good and the the mics are like the audio isn't as good as yep. further from your face and like suddenly you're like well this isn't actually better but there is companies that believe if we pour enough money into this and make it better and better and better eventually it will actually be a no-brainer to do the metaverse version every time yeah and so they're dedicating themselves to being at the forefront of that new thing it's a big dedication yeah. um to come this early i i think one of the biggest issues right now with even just the the outskirts of people trying to believe into this is i still just don't feel like vr in general is that well known people aren't that familiar with vr it's still getting to the point where i'll give someone the quest 2 that i have and like they go into it and they have the best time ever but yeah. to navigate even through like the beginning menus of to tell someone how to do beat saber is a learning experience and while they enjoy it the familiarity of vr is just not there with i would probably argue 90% of the human population that would even mm -hmm. think about doing any of this. Uh, and like, I, if I almost want to take it a step back, an, an IT department, they will stick to like a Windows version until it basically runs out of support because users get so used to something. Yeah. They don't, when I worked, w Windows 10 was out for like three years at the IT place I worked for. Have All of our users were on XP or seven. Having people completely just shut down because they have like a new windows or os upgrade like imagine yeah. now being like hey here's your vr headset enjoy like this is how you're going to take meetings now the just the the unfamiliarity with all of it feels like a total nightmare in businesses and i think i think still making vr more easily available for like gaming and stuff and more extracurricular activities would then help people get more familiar with it and then maybe you could take those steps into yeah. the enterprise world yeah it, yeah i guess the way i framed it in the video is like games is one of the things you can do in vr incredible and it's one of the most fun universally like great first experiences but let's say you you know you look at these headsets there's still like a big clunky thing on your face there's a battery hanging off of it and like it's not the battery life is only an hour but fast forward to the future you know, you have this super lightweight headset. It's it's maybe it's just a pair of glasses that can do all the same stuff. Yeah. Just theoretical future tech. And the graphics are dramatically better and smoother and more immersive. And it's just an amazing graphical experience. Then suddenly it makes sense. It's like, oh, it's actually a better version of a meeting than a Zoom call is today. Yeah, exactly. So that's the future they're betting on I think getting to. audio, big thing there too. If they can get like crisp audio might be one of the like, most annoying parts of any teleconferencing 
ever because just like that constant just screech every once in a while or something cutting out like in real life you don't ever go like oh i'm sorry your mouth kept moving but i didn't hear any of the words that came out of your mouth i was distracted Um, by the glitching lips Uh, (laughs) what is happening so it i i really do think like i don't want to just say the metaverse sucks because i do want there to be innovation i think right now the metaverse sucks yeah um and i'm excited for where it goes and I'm hoping that when I'm old, I was gonna say when my knees don't work, but that's probably like a couple years away. So, um, but when I'm much older and can't really get around, like I'm excited for the metaverse to be a thing, hopefully then. So then like I get to experience some things still. Do you remember the Project Starline demo did at Google I.O. where it, it was like, it looked like a guy like like talking to a mirror, but then he could like make eye contact with a virtual, you remember this? That looks like a like weird indie horror movie. It, it kind of does look like a horror movie, <laughs> but it's like you are having a video call with someone who is somewhere else in the world, but the video call will look extremely realistic. You'll be able to make direct eye contact with the person and it'll have this 3D element where you can move around and see angles the the way you would if you were in real life with someone. That's another like background thing in the back of my head where I'm like, what if these headsets just aren't it? What if the whole metaverse thing would be like looking into a virtual space or just like a huge virtual window instead of just a headset? I I don't even know. I kind of like the AR way of like maybe glasses that can produce some sort of hologram of something like if i'm in my room in my space but all i have to do is wear a pair of glasses and then you can be there in a sort of hologram and feel like you're there that feels kind of like maybe an in-between but i also kind like ultimately in the perfect world where it all makes sense and you can have a fully immersive vr experience without being uncomfortable and all those things then in that scenario it's like but I want to create the um, the atmosphere inside it. So then full VR kind of makes sense. I, I don't know. I, I like go back and forth on this whole <laughs> way, way in the future. This is going to be really cool. But like all of the things right now are doing a horrific job at, yeah. at like the showing ca- it off. It, the gap, some people might call it a gap between where we're at and where we want to be. It's more of like a canyon like a giant <laughs> chasm of like, With like alligators take, in the bottom. It's yeah. going to take billions of dollars to cross this canyon. But, you know, a couple companies are spending the money. So Yes. So I, I want to say there there is hope for the metaverse. Right now, <laughs> all of my all of me talking about, I'm not even going to call it the metaverse. I'm just going to talk about VR because VR gaming is so much fun and I've been having an absolute blast Have with it Have you seen lately. the people making comparisons to other non-VR games? Uh, there's people who no. are who are just like they're so down on the metaverse they're like look at the graphics of VR games and then look at the graphics of all the games we love okay. and they're like graphics in the metaverse suck they've never played VR then that's yeah the well, immersion matters and maybe this doesn't help with the I think it's immersion helps more when you're trying to just see like a meeting it feels more but like when you're in a game and you're really super focused on something that doesn't quite matter super hot is literally like stick, three colors stick figures it's red basically polygon like people it's white and then black Mm -hmm. and i have literally fallen on my face playing super hot because i thought i could like lean on to something so immersive it's insanely immersive so yeah i just i want vr to come to more people because it's such a fun experience but i like it in the gaming and not professional way right now i feel it well it's not a very hot take at all we'll keep an eye on it the videos out there who cares about the metaverse Lock it down, 2022. We're at the beginning of the chasm. We'll see how long it takes to get to the other side. 
Facebook might run out of money by the end. A lot of people would be happy about that. We'll just have to see. <laughs> we'll just have to see. All right, let's take another quick break and another trivia question, then we'll come back and talk about smartphones and play a little game. All right. Who your watch? My, Yo, my watch I, found "The Love Is Real" by Chasm. Siri. Before we even start, would we still say Siri is the most accidentally triggered? Hundred percent. Dude, they made a joke about it in Hocus Pocus <laughs> Two. I watched it last night. It's got to be by percentage the most accidentally used piece of tech people own. <laughs> it's the only time people sure. use Siri. Yeah. I set Sorry, timers tri- with it. I set timers with it sometimes. Oh, I do. Cool. I use timer. It. Yeah. World Cup soccer's this November, right now, or in a little bit. Football. <laughs> Football. Football. Yeah. What was the first FIFA World Cup to be fully filmed every single match? In 8K. In 4K. In 4K? Oh, in 4K? I don't remember. Dang Bonus it. question, if you could name who won that World Cup. I can't. I don't. I don't know that one. I just don't know that. Uh, uh, but I can think about the 4K thing. Yeah, we'll accept either the place it was played in or the year. Won't know the place either. Do you re- it's okay. Wait, wait. I'm <laughs> just going to toss something else out here. Do you remember what now pretty common smartphone feature was kind of announced by a phone partnership with a world cup event uh under fingerprint uh under display fingerprint was like the vivo next 2020 i think and it was like they released it with a ton of uh advertising at one of the world, the Cups. world cup that's yeah. so we got invited to world cup russia was that like that's such a ago? weird it's an interesting i always thought it, i thought it was very strange and well, i thought it was very interesting it's strange for an a fingerprint scanner to be advertised at a sport where the only thing you're not allowed to do is use your hands <laughs> very i think it was mostly point. that it was the phone but the, back then that's when vivo were the people who were just like they weren't very popular but they always like did those really innovative things yeah under display camera, under stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry, sidetracked that one a little I bit. I don't, I, f- I know the 8K one. I don't know if I know the 4K. No, wait, broadcast? No, there is no 8K one. Okay, yeah, I, I, think I, say. The, I, I think I know the answer then. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll come back to that. Be right back. Support for this episode of Waveform comes from Gigabyte. There's a lot of talk out there about how AI is revolutionizing our world. Computers are writing newsletters, robotic bees are pollinating flowers, and a whole new wave of driverless taxis are popping up in cities all over the world. But how can AI power our passions and what we do for fun? That's where Gigabyte's AI gaming laptops come in. So their range of powerful and portable new laptops deliver cutting edge performance for anyone looking to explore the brave new world of AI powered gaming. So every 2024 Aorus machine comes equipped with the Gigabyte AI Nexus, which is like a central hub located with all the AI-powered features you could hope for. So that includes super useful tools like AI Power Gear, which automatically throttles and extends your computer's battery life depending on your power source and usage. You'll also get access to AI Boost, which optimizes performance based on what you're doing in that moment, whether you're ripping through an FPS or running your own large language model. AI Boost automatically adjusts the GPU and processors to maximize responsiveness and deliver unparalleled efficiency. Lastly, AI Generator includes various generative AI apps for quick startup, 
and all 2024 Gigabyte models seamlessly integrate with tools like OpenAI and Microsoft's Copilot AI chatbot. But the Aorus 16X and the Gigabyte G6X take it to the next level with a dedicated Copilot key, allowing users to swiftly tap into productivity and generative AI capabilities. I also keep hearing AI is going to change a lot in the gaming world. Andrew, can you think of anything about that? Not just optimization, like you said, but like more personal optimization I could see happening where like maybe you're playing a competitive game like Valorant and you want higher FPS and lower resolution. Like you're okay versus like The Witcher where you might want 4K crispy resolution and like a lower frame rate. I think finding that between your computer specs and what you want might help out a lot. Nice. So all of the models that I've been talking about are available right now at oris.com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. So that's A-O-R-U-S dot com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. Gigabyte. Team up. Fight on. All right. Welcome back. I have uh, in our last segment a little uh, maybe game, maybe just a uh, brain teaser. I don't know. Um, and it was, it was, a I don't know how to describe it. It was a Reddit thread um, that I found very interesting. And then I just want to broaden it a little bit. And I think it could be a fun discussion. Sure. Um, the thread was, does anyone else think phones with squeezable sides were great? Um, okay, fun. We already disagreed. Did you hear that uh, in the mic? <laughs> I, I shook my head so hard. My headphones almost came off. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to take this as, are there any features that are missing in phones that we used to have that maybe we miss? Or if you want to take it one step further, features we used to have in tech that are now gone that we miss. Um, but I also want to start with, I do miss squeezable sides. What? Yeah. Did you, wait, why? Did you enjoy using them? Or do you like the idea of them? No, no, I liked them. I liked uh, the best time I used them. Oh, you're talking was... about the, the squeeze, not the buttons, but the no, no, oh side. no, no, not squeezable buttons. Oh, oh, okay, oh, okay. I was very, going, very I went different. down the path. I pictured this, this, the remember the U11. I was going to say I think squeezable buttons are the reason HTC doesn't make phones anymore because yeah. they failed so bad. That, on that. They fell on their face there. So you're they you're did do squeezable side assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I think it could even just be like squeeze for a customizable I, quick action. I found it okay. I liked being able to, if I were like going out on my Pixel 3 when I had it, if it were cold out and I had gloves going to the car, I could just like on my way out, grab my phone, squeeze it and be like text Claire I'm on my way home. And gloves just like very fun. easily be able to like throw out a couple really quick text messages while without having to do any unlocking or anything like that, which I really liked. Yeah. One scenario. But I believe you can also just say the hot word and you, do that. I don't like having lock screen hot word activated. I have, okay. I and I think this is Google's own problem, but uh, I don't know if you see this too. You use Google Assistant, like Google Home at yeah. home, right? Yeah, yeah. So like I have found it just does not work very well. And it seems to be like whichever device in my house can get to the question first, that's where I'll play through. And sometimes my phone seems to beat my Google Homes and I hate when that happens at oh, home. Sometimes, so sometimes it asks me, like I'll, I'll be testing a new phone and I'll ask, I'll say the hot word out loud for the first time and the phone will answer when I didn't want it to, but mm-hmm. then a little pop-up will say, hey, did the correct device answer that you were expecting to answer? And I always, I hit no, and I, then usually it fixes itself. Yeah. So I, when I'm in the room with the assistant, the assistant speaker answers. 
I still have some, I've had some issues still with all that happen. I mean, I still even have issues where if I'm in my living room, my kitchen Google home picks me up and I just hear that, like I hear that far, that far Uh, away. Yeah. Cause like, we don't have like full doors. We just have like entryways, I guess throughout that it's close enough, but that's why I liked the squeeze version of it as, as one of them instead of lock screen. Cause I usually have that disabled because my house likes to play ring around the rosy of who wants gets to answer it answer. <laughs> it makes sense for gloves it makes sense i i i like swiping up from the corner and i use for a hot assistant. word for talking to it but I, I can swipe up from the corner to get the assistant anywhere which is good enough for me i think you can also can you long hold power button within lock screen some phones yes some phones yes i should know this yes oh, okay it does yes, pixel Screw will do it. it some phones like the zen phone will give you a an ability to do it if you want to which is god the zen phone is so good uh, a lot of phones, that's not one of the options. Samsung, Bixby. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, that that is a thing I could say we miss in phones. Um, I think there's a lot of obvious answers that I can already see the commenters typing, like the headphone jack yeah, I, or front-facing stereo speakers, like boom sound speakers. Fair. I, the headphone jack one, That's I it's that. so far gone. Yeah, like good speakers are definitely one of them. I Google kind of brought it back this time and I'm sure some other phones do it, but like an ultra, a real ultra wide selfie camera was something I was surprised they took away. It's coming back. Mm -hmm. Um, then there are like on top of that, MacBooks finally brought back SD card slots, which is like crazy. Are, are we, are we in this trend of now? Like they took it away and now they're bringing it back. Um, there's, you know, most companies don't like to admit when they were wrong. And they won't even say out loud that they were wrong. But when they bring back something that they previously made a big deal about getting rid of, you can tell they <laughs> know that they were wrong. And that's that's good enough for me. You know what you did. You yeah, you did. so I was, I was trying to think of like maybe some other phone feature that was less obvious. I feel like Adam's got one. Fingerprint sensor on the back. On the back, Not yeah. Not on the display. A bunch of phones in a row for a couple of years when I was in college all had a little dimple in the back of the phone, mm-hmm. and you would put your index finger right like that's kind of like you just instantly yeah, it's like, like put it your naturally there. sits there. I yeah. hate that and we're that talking about unlocked. that like it's a decade ago, a couple w- years ago. It wasn't that long ago, but we're talking Six about it like ago. the good old days where like you had to walk to school. And- back Six- in my day, <laughs> I had a Pixel Four A, and <laughs> it was like six to nine years ago. There, there were a bunch of phones that all did it. Yeah, I love them. And then them. they, we got some on the side, and then they obviously moved to the front and then under the display. But that, I like. That's a good one. I like on the side also. I'm very surprised we don't see that more often. It seems. Would you argue it's cheaper than in display? Oh, it's, cheaper, I, it's yeah, still sure. tough. Like it's tougher than on the back because it's still a really small area. But like the power button, it uh, would just always be faster. And like I guess it, it would be a. An, an extra thing to put on the phone is like a special area. They all like having the smooth glass back now and they don't really do that little Oh, you're talking about a, a back one or the, back a, one. the like side? Power button, I think that's easy to do. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why more people don't do it. Who's, it's, it's like Zenfone, one of the only people yeah, right doing now, it now? Yeah, it's, it reminds me of the S10e back in the day. Back yeah, the day. Am I Claire old? still uses that but yeah, and that, loves it. And the swiping even, you could, you could have it do that. Yeah, yeah, now there's a couple phones that do it and the Zenfone's one of them. Um, but I actually was just about to say, I remember when we had that theory, which was like, 
you have the under display fingerprint reader now and it's kind of small it's just a little circle and you can miss oh, it easily yeah. but aren't they supposed to get bigger and bigger until it's like the whole bottom half of the phone and you just like slap anywhere on the bottom half of the phone and it reads it that just didn't happen no not at all it hasn't even really inched much closer they haven't gotten meaningfully bigger or faster would you argue that got uh like stifled from hey here's this but like very quickly finding out that under display was not as secure so then everyone focused way more on security which meant keeping precision and less because like the old one plus fingerprint sensors that were just like yeah. pretty easily fooled you could probably throw that anywhere on the screen pretty easily but now when you have to do these ultrasonic very precise I, secure ones i think it's actually cost i think it's actually yeah. just like having a huge sensor that big behind the display glass that works is a very expensive technology Fair. and we just haven't found a way like if you had if you were the, the smartphone company that could take this standard size one or take the one that's 20 percent bigger and you can't really make a huge deal about it being 20 percent bigger because most people won't notice you'll probably just take the standard size one and so now yeah. we're just stuck with a bunch of standard size ones and nobody's willing to like actually make a bigger and bigger one then there's like once in a while, there's like a concept phone where it's like, yeah, both your thumbs anywhere on the bottom half. It's super secure because it's two mm-hmm. fingers and it's anywhere on the bottom half. So it's super fast. And you're like, yes, that's the future. But it, it never happens. We're not getting there. That's one of the things for my list. Interesting. Uh, I do stand by that the HTC M1, HTC One M- M1, H- One M8. Yes, HTC, but the, specifically the Google Play edition. Oh, HTC Google Play, yeah. One. My whole point in this podcast is just to see how many times you can bring back Google Play Edition so we can eventually bring back God, Google that Play was Edition. Such a good phone. 2014, I reviewed this phone. Favorite phone, probably of all time. That's tough. I mean, it's not, yeah. it's maybe not number one, but it's easily top five favorite phones of all time for me. Okay. What about a uh, a feature or something that you hope never comes back? That is dead. Fake buttons. Do you, oh, fake buttons, like oh, what we were talking about that. before. Oh, my God. Fake buttons. I don't know why. I feel like there's a bunch of... Samsung seems to really love just like swinging for the fences on accessories and missing. Do you remember like the bikini case for yeah. the Samsung S8? S10. S8? I think it, it was S8. S8. And they also then had that... It was the the keyboard you could put on the front of the phone. <laughs> And it would like basically be tapping the screen. The I block think half your yeah. Oh but then now God. you had a BlackBerry keyboard. But now you had Samsung a BlackBerry phone. keyboard. Yeah, that doesn't have to come back. The thing is, they I think fake not. buttons are going to come back, which is I think it's inevitable they come back. They're going to try it again. They're going to get. I hope never comes back. What? The rollerball. Do you remember like the Nexus One? Oh I man, back I, in the day? oh a trackball. The HTC yeah, like Droid RS had thing. one. Oh. I never got to daily a phone with a trackball. It I kind of like the idea. Is it? The Eris had mm. one. The thing was, is it was it was touchscreen already, so like you never used. Yeah, it. the Nexus One, same thing. Yeah, and uh, the G- T-Mobile G One also had one. I never got to daily any of those phones. Oh, okay. I had the phone. I had the Droid, which had a D-pad and a touchscreen. Yeah, but you never used the D-pad for like selecting apps. I think or I stuff did like that, for right? texts. For I think if I was fair. if I go to landscape and I was like just on the keyboard, then I would use the D-pad to move around. That's a good point. Also, the the ball on the Eris would be okay for like back then it wasn't that quite as easy where if you're texting and then you realize like, Oh, I made a mistake to just touch it. Like sw- yeah. rolling back on the ball through characters mm-hmm. was much easier. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind that coming back. Bring it back. 
I don't think where would it go? I don't think modern phones would do it because it's not waterproof or like yeah, it's not actually feasible to and bring we it have back. A full screen, like where on earth yeah. would it go? It's it wouldn't have much utility. It's not coming back. I would imagine. Have you ever used like a mouse with an iPad? Yeah, like the floating. Yeah, you know how like pointer? the little dot moves. Mm. Or I think it would like snap around like that. Yeah, and I would hate that. So you're saying <laughs> add it to the iPad. Uh, <laughs> add a little rollerball to the side of the iPad. iPad that would really Ultra. truly compete the most confusing lineup of iPads of all time. <laughs> they make a new one and it just has a little rollerball on the side. And you're like, what? Which iPad is this? They could make it waterproof if it was like an under display rollerball. Oh like my the God. screen just has a little bulge in it uh, at one if, point. What if they just add the Lenovo uh, rubber? The little <laughs> the, red nipple. The ThinkPad joystick. Yeah, the ThinkPad yeah, joystick. joystick. Yeah. The joyless stick. <laughs> On the corner of the there iPad. There we go. New iPad coming at you. You hold it by the edge, right by the lightning port or whatever iPad you're using, <laughs> and just use the joystick all the time. All right. That's that. not coming back. No, that's oh man. Somebody like unnecessary inventions has to make that or something like that's that. That's perfect. That perfect for that. That would be wonderful. Bring back thirty pin. Oh jeez, let's go to trivia. <laughs> let's go to trivia. We're just trying to get tech canceled here. <laughs> okay, on the heels of that beautiful hot take, thirty pin. <laughs> let's get the boards ready. Yep. So the score, Marquez ten, Andrew nine. Is this one where we get like a point per? Yep. So okay. this question, who are the top oh, yeah. three most followed accounts on Twitter? You get one point per person that you get correct. Do we just name three people or do we have to go in order? And then is it wrong if it's in the wrong they order? They can just name three people. Okay. I have a list of like six people that I know are extremely popular and I just don't know what order to try to put them <laughs> in the top three. Yeah, I have like two. I have one. I'm pretty sure of one. I think does it I'm have to sure be a person? Um, or it doesn't have to accounts? be, but I will help you out. It is three people. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure the at Twitter account is. I don't think that actually has much, that no. much more than the at Twitter account. People have more followers than at Twitter. Isn't like the Instagram account not have that many followers on Instagram? Yeah, I think it has a lot. Oh, really? I think it's like top five. Really? Yeah, I think. Twitter has 64.7 million followers. Oh, okay. Not That's... even close to top three. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh. It was three like totally random people. Like, oh, God. It's Chef Emeril, <laughs> Rudy Gobert. <laughs> and your grandma. Oh, wait. When did you... Uh, write this question uh five minutes before recording okay um <laughs> i have also noticed that number going up <clears throat> no 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 um, marquez is not on the list by the way no no okay <laughs> soon soon Someday. okay we'll get there ready all right yep. wait you want to flip them around and then yeah we'll just who wants to them. read them first uh marquez can read okay. first okay so flipped wow oh wait, oh is trump on twitter that's why I was asking. He's oh. back. Okay, Marquez, what are your replies? So my three are Barack Obama. Okay, that's good. Cristiano, that's Cristiano Ronaldo and Elon Musk. Two okay. out of three. I got okay. Andrew. Well, unless Trump's the other one, then nope. yeah. He just came back, and I thought maybe with all that's going on on Twitter, that could have skyrocketed recently. Musk He's had, went from Musk like is 90 number one, to 110. Wait. Yeah, so the top three... 
Former Barack, former President Barack Obama. Number one, right? 133.4 at number yeah. one. Yep. Uh, Canadian treasure, Justin Bieber, is number two. On 113.8 million. Oh, God. And then number three, the chief twit himself, Elon Musk, with 112.9. Oh, no. Dude, he had 110 yesterday. Oh, Trump's not back on. Twitter. Oh, yeah, he's, he's back on now. Really no, not Trump. It? I mean, um, yeah, he got, he got two... What is that? Two thousand? Two million? Two million in oh two days. God, he had one hundred ten million yesterday. Oh my god! Yeah. He'll probably be number one in not that long. Yeah, give it a month. It only took forty-four billion dollars to be. The well, most I put someone who's not even on Twitter, Twitter anymore, so <laughs> I lost that one. So I got two points. You got, <laughs> I got you got one, one. of them. All right. Yep. So the score now: Marquez twelve, Andrew ten. So the next question: What was the first FIFA World Cup to be fully filmed in four K? Just the okay. Bonus question, if you could say oh, who won. wait. Can I clarify something? Sure. Like, uh, broadcast in 4K or filmed in 4K? I'm going to go with broadcast in 4K. Yeah, broadcast 4K. Also, this is the Men's World Cup. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's a good and question as well. I guess I... Not that, to get, like, way too pedantic. Let's but get in there. It's the World Cup of handball, right? It's the world. Yeah, it's the World <laughs> okay. Cup of... Ha- no, um... The upcoming World Cup, they are broadcasting in 4K, but it's not native 4K. They're upscaling 1080p for some games to 4K. Oh, that doesn't, that's the, terrible. The World Cup that this question is about was natively filmed in 4K. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my. I really wanted to write trick well, question because I didn't think it <laughs> happened yet, but I think enough of these are. Ooh, one. It's a country that would win. Correct. It is a country. The way- <laughs> <laughs> it was just who won. It was the it was year. Who won. Just identifying the World Cup in general. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the World Cup. Oh, man. I feel like we're going to make so many people mad because we're not good soccer <laughs> football a, a fans. A bonus point is who won. Okay. So you could get a maximum of two points with this question. I don't think that's right. I don't <laughs> think that's right. That's not, that's not right. I would have known if it... No. Hmm. Mm. Also, you know, just why Marcus is figuring this out, Waka Waka by Shakira is like one of the best songs ever. <laughs> just saying. It was for it was for a World Cup oh, like okay, yeah. a long time ago. But wow. it slaps. Wow back. It's like, also Canaan Canaan waving flag. Oh, that's yeah, a, that's I a remember good one. that. Yeah. That's a good that was like two thousand ten. Yeah, that was a while ago. Slap. I want the extra point. I just there's no shot. Do you want a hint at the extra point? Sure. Or? Sure. No? You don't? I have a guess. I don't know if it's right. But. It it was not the USA. I oh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't gonna spoiler. Yeah, not, <laughs> not really. <laughs> we were not even close. There's no shot. We're coming for this year. Did we yeah. even make it? We do have a good yeah. Oh, we yeah. do have a good young team this year, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, I've said T- that about TBD. the Devils for like a decade. World Cup <laughs> winner. Let's go with that. Okay. All right. I'm ready to flip. Yeah. All right. Oh wait. So. Marquez, what was your answer? I said the 2018 World Cup. Okay. Oh. And then I said Portugal won. Uh, Nope. So you get one point. Okay. Andrew? I said the Russian World Cup. Which was in 2018. Yeah. Oh. I did not (laughs) know. Wait, isn't that six years ago? Uh, Four years ago. Every four. It's every four. But 2018 was six years ago. 2022. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm glad math wasn't on this. You had and me wrote, questioning myself. Got, I, I, what and I wrote Germany one. Nope, not Germany. It was that's France. A, that's a good guess, though, no. right? It was a good guess. Germany's Germany has good. a good team. 
France. What year yeah. was the? Uh, do you know who was in the final? Um, that's a great question. I'm when did Germany beat Brazil seven to one? Oh, I remember watching that. I Everyone was remember. very mad at that. Um, and I think I was at like a CTY. Camp. It was France v Croatia. Oh, oh. wow! Yeah. I did not know that. Good for them. Yeah. Okay. So you each got one point. Can okay. you cut out the part of me thinking it was six years ago? <laughs> and if nope. not, can you cut out the part of me asking to cut out the part of me thinking it was six years We're ago? We're going to do a slow zoom <laughs> on your face for both you thinking it was six years ago and then asking to take out that you thought it was six years ago. Perfect. Uh, soccer fans, we love you. BTS stands, we Football. love you. Love Everyone, we call it soccer. Fo- oh, you man, wouldn't. I got canceled in my Yeah, apology. there it is. It's in the comments. All right. Well, that's been it for this this week of Waveform and figuring out which World Cup was broadcast in 4K. Uh, we appreciate you listening and subscribing, of course. Now that we have a beautiful new subscribe button, you should definitely hit that button. Mm. And until the next one, happy tweeting. <laughs> Not for long. Waveform is produced by Adam Molina and Ellis Roven. We are partnered with the Vox Media Podcast Network, and our intro outro music was created by Vane Sill. visible we're the wireless company with nothing to hide seriously hidden fees we don't have them annual contracts not our thing great wireless on just one line now that's more like it get unlimited 5g data powered by verizon for just 25 dollars a month taxes and fees included that's right 25 a month every month sorry hidden fees we're just not that into you sometimes the choice is just visible switch today at visible.com rate with service on the visible plan for additional terms and network management practices see visible.com